Hello and welcome to eBible Fellowship's Evening Bible Studies with your speaker, Chris McCann. If you'd like more information or to hear more studies, visit our website at www.ebiblefellowship.com. And now, with your evening Bible study, here's Chris McCann. Good evening and welcome to eBible Fellowship's Bible Study in the Book of Revelation. Tonight is study number 25 of Revelation chapter 21. And we're looking at verse 12. And had a wall great and high, and had twelve gates, and at the gates twelve angels, and names written thereon, which are the names of the twelve tribes of the children of Israel. And uh, once again, we're looking at the heavenly city, the holy city, New Jerusalem, which is a picture of all those that God has saved. And and so this entire description that God is giving to us in Revelation 21 is a description of the elect. It, it is God using earthly language, types and figures, to teach us various truths, uh, to describe various aspects of the body of believers. And... We looked at the wall itself as the Bible relates a wall to salvation. And now we're going to look at the continuing description after it says, had a wall great and high and had 12 gates and at the gates 12 angels and names written thereon, which are the names of the 12 tribes of the children of Israel. So we find 12, 12, 12. Three times the Lord uses the number 12. And we learn from the Bible as we look at how the number 12 is used that it relates to the fullness of whatever is in view. And fullness and completeness are very closely related. But 12 in particular points to fullness. And, and this is the completed city. It is the city that is made up of all the elect and therefore the fullness of the body of believers are what God is talking about. They've all been saved. Everyone to be saved, predestinated unto salvation has been saved and is now a part of the city. Christ indwells all those that that he had chosen before the foundation of the world. And, and, and so God uses the number 12, not only here in this one verse, but we're going to see that number is uh, greatly emphasized in the rest of the chapter. For instance, in, in the next verse, verse 13, it breaks down the number 12, uh, three gates on the east and north and south and west. And that's three times four, or four times three, and that equals twelve. Verse fourteen, the wall of the city had twelve foundations, and in them the names of the twelve apostles of the Lamb. In uh, verse sixteen, in the middle of the verse, he measured the city with a reed twelve thousand furlongs. And 
verse 17, he measured the wall thereof 144 cubits. Well, how, how do you get 144? 12 times 12. And there's even more 12s as we would continue reading in the chapter. No question, God wants to make the point. This is the fullness of everyone that I have uh, determined to save, whose names were recorded in the Lamb's Book of Life. They are all here. None are missing. None um, have fallen by the wayside. No one has plucked any out of my hands. Everyone is accounted for. So it's the fullness of the believers. And in, in this verse, uh, verse 12, we see 12 is mentioned three times, and three indicates the purpose of God. It is the fullness of believers according to his purpose. And, or we could say it's his purpose that the fullness of believers have finally been gathered and, and formed into this uh, completed city. Well, uh, now let, let's just look at uh, each of the statements here, beginning with, and had 12 gates, and uh, goes on to speak of the gates having 12 angels, uh, or messengers who have the names of the 12 tribes of Israel. So it's all really describing the 12 gates. And what uh, do the gates represent? Well, we know that a gate is basically a door. It's a point of entry. And a house has a door. A city has a gate. It, a gate is typically bigger, wider, larger. So um, wagons, horses, uh, many more individuals could enter in. It, it's it's uh a big door to a city. And people gain entry into the city through a gate. And uh, a, a really big city has more than one gate. And so this city, remember the Bible gives us numbers concerning all those that God has saved in the range of 200 million. It's very possible that's the actual number of all those that God has saved. So this is an enormously huge city of God. It's a, a city, there are whole nations, vast areas of land that uh, 200 million would take up in, in the world today. And, and so this particular city has to have m- numerous gates and God is assigning the number 12, 12 gates to the city, and every gate would grant the same access, entry into the city. In order to come into heavenly Jerusalem, you have to come through one of its gates. And therefore, each gate points to the Lord Jesus Christ, because Christ is the door, according to John 10. That's what Jesus said. I am the door. And uh, let's let's take a look at that. In John 10 and uh, beginning in verse 7. Then said Jesus unto them, 
Again, verily, verily, I say unto you, I am the door of the sheep. All that ever came before me are thieves and robbers, but the sheep did not hear them. I am the door. By me, if any man enter in, he shall be saved, and shall go in and out and find pasture. Now there's the important statement. I am the door. By me, if any man shall enter in, he shall be saved. And that's what this city is pointing to, the wall of salvation. The gates grant entry in and salvation. It, it's uh, everything involved with this city, the whole description points to God's salvation program. And, and, and therefore, each of these 12 gates, each one, points to the Lord Jesus Christ. Now, remember what we've read uh, previously in, in some of our Bible studies back in Isaiah chapter 26 regarding this present time that we're living in where God speaks of um, His wrath and, and the, His people who find safety and security while he's busy pouring out his wrath in Isaiah 26, verses 20 and 21. Come, my people, enter thou into thy chambers, and shut thy doors about thee. Plural, not door, not door. When God gave the picture of the ark, he spoke of a door singular. But he's not bound to that. He can... He can uh, speak of many doors or many gates. And even though Christ is the door, singular, even if it's um, numerous doors or gates, it's still pointing to the same truth. And here, shut thy doors about thee, hide thyself, as it were for a little moment, until the indignation be overpassed. And in Colossians, God tells us, what it means to be hidden in Colossians 3, verse 3, for you're dead and your life is hid with Christ in God. Hid with Christ. You're dead in Christ as, as he saved uh, an individual. We are dead with him, crucified it with him. We're, we're dead as Jesus paid for our penalty, for our sins. Then we, in a sense, according to the way God looks at it, are dead in Him. And this is what hides our life in Him. That's what salvation is. It, it is safety and security where we will live because of the Lord Jesus Christ. Hide thyself as it were for a little moment. Until the indignation be overpassed, for behold, Jehovah cometh out of his place to punish the inhabitants of the earth for their iniquity. The earth also shall disclose her blood, and shall no more cover her slain. So very clearly, judgment day is in view. The believers, come my people, go into the chambers, and the doors are shut. And, and it's, uh, the similar picture to the parable of the, 
uh, five wise virgins. The, the cry is made, the bridegroom cometh, and they go to meet him, and uh, they go in, and the door is shut, while the remaining virgins then are coming, saying, Lord, Lord, open to us. And and that's a picture of the indignation of God, the wrath of God, the judgment of God, just as on May 21, 2011, all of the wise virgins, the whole company of the elect, everyone to be saved, was saved, and thereby gained entry into the kingdom of heaven, into New Jerusalem, into the safe chambers, the doors, the gates of the city, all over the earth, were shut. And and now, in the time period after, these days after that tribulation, God is pouring out his indignation. And he's dealing with those that come to the door, knocking on the door, saying, Lord, Lord, open to us. And and he's saying, depart from me, I, ye workers of iniquity, I never knew you. There, there was no intimate acquaintance or, or relationship between Christ and them because they were never saved. And, and that's what the doors is, is pointing to. Let's go to Proverbs chapter 8. In Proverbs 8, we find, um, the word gates, plural, in, uh, verse, verse 1. I'll start there. Doth not wisdom cry, and understanding put forth her voice? She standeth in the top of high places by the way, in the places of the paths. She crieth at the gates, at the entry of the city, at the coming in at the doors. Now notice wisdom, and in Proverbs chapter 8, wisdom is Christ, it's personification of the Lord Jesus Christ uh, or the personification of wisdom who is Christ according to 1 Corinthians 1.30 and she crieth at the gates at the entry of the city and see the interesting way God um, said that the gates are plural the entry is singular he didn't say she cries at the gates at the entries, the the, the many uh, entries of the city, but entry singular, because God can do that. There is really only one way through the Lord Jesus Christ. But he, he can also uh, express it as there being numerous ways, numerous paths. Look at uh, verses 33 and 34, and I think we'll understand how that can be, why it's a single entry point. Christ is the door, the only way into heaven. No man cometh to the Father but by me, Jesus said in John 14. And, and so um, there, there's not 10,000 Christ. There's one Lord. But here... In Proverbs 8, verse 33 and 34, we'll see why God speaks of gates, plural, and doors, plural, and yet a single entry. Hear instruction, and be wise, and refuse it not. Blessed is the man that heareth me, watching daily at my gates. 
waiting at the pulse of my doors. And again, wisdom is speaking. Wisdom is Christ. And verse 33, hear instruction, be wise. Where do we hear the instruction of God? And the answer is through the word of God, the Bible. That's where we hear the voice of God. That's where we, um, if we're to be wise and and to gain wisdom, as wisdom is the person, Jesus, and the only way to get wise in, in a time when God was making individuals wise through salvation is by becoming saved. And how did an individual become saved? What was the process? Faith comes by hearing. Christ is faith. And hearing by the word of God. And that's what this verse or these two verses are pointing out. Hear instruction. Verse 34. Blessed is the man that heareth me. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Watching daily at my gates. Waiting at the posts of my doors. Well, after reading that carefully, we can see that God's gates, the gates to heaven, the gates of that holy city, the the post of his doors is the Bible itself. It, and and uh, we we can see how that would be and why it's gates plural or doors plural because you could be reading Proverbs or you could be reading uh, Revelation or you could be reading uh, Psalms or any place within the Bible and and their their entry points into the kingdom of heaven every verse every word every jot every tittle from Genesis through Revelation it's the living word of God and all scripture is given by inspiration of God it's God breathed profitable and and one of the things that it's profitable for is quickening the dead sinner, bringing them to life. Now, it, it would be uh, a very interesting, curious thing, wouldn't it? If we could know, uh, you know, today they keep uh, statistics and uh, about just about everything, um, and they keep a record of, of all kinds of information. Wouldn't it be uh, really fascinating to know what scriptures did God use to save all those many millions of his elect? How many times did he use John 3.16? And probably not as often as we would think. And, and how many times did he use Genesis 1.1? Or how many times did he use a single word of Genesis 1.1? Or of this psalm, or this proverb, or of that um, relatively obscure verse in the book of Obadiah, or in Philemon, and and I'm sure God utilized all of His word, all of His word, as a gate, as an entry point. As here was a um, a person who happened to be one of the elect. 
and and God used this particular verse that um, nobody thinks very much of. Nobody would think that verse would spark life in an individual. Maybe it was a part of a genealogy, and yet God uh, gave the that scripture uh, a glorious power, and and the reader while reading that so-and-so begat so-and-so, suddenly was begotten himself by the beauty and power of the Word of God. You know, the, the Word of God is quick and powerful, sharper than a two-edged sword, piercing even to the dividing asunder of soul and spirit. Making this uh, this volume of the book Really, it's a big book, the whole Bible. It, it has a great many words in it, and and every single word is like a portal that could transport the dead to the living. From someone who's um, a citizen of this world and bound in spiritual captivity to sin and Satan in the lowest dungeon... In, in the darkness of uh, the, the spiritual existence of this life, and then transported, translated into the kingdom of light, into the kingdom of God's dear Son, uh, a citizen of the heavenly kingdom, seated in uh, heavenly places in Christ Jesus, and all accomplished through the word of God. So... It, it is true. There's many doors, many gates, and yet one, because Christ is the Word made flesh. In the beginning was the Word, the Word was with God, the Word was God, and the Word became flesh and dwelt among us, and we beheld His glory as the, of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. And that is describing Christ the the individual, the the person of the Godhead in in whom the fullness of the Godhead dwelt bodily, and and so he's the door, but there's many doors. He's the gate, but there's many gates. It, it says in Proverbs 31. I just wanted to look at this because I never uh, viewed it this way before. But uh, looking in the concordance and, and seeing how God is speaking of the gates as his word, the Bible, this kind of stood out to me in Proverbs 31, verse 23. Now, in Proverbs 31, at this point, God is speaking of the virtuous woman who's a type of the whole body of believers. And so her husband would be the Lord Jesus Christ. And it says in Proverbs 31, 23, Again, referring to the husband of the virtuous woman. Her husband is known in the gates when he sitteth among the elders of the land. Her husband would be the Lord Jesus is known in the gates. That is, that's how we come to know intimately through salvation the Lord Jesus Christ through the word of God, he quickens whom he will. And others, they, they can read the Bible. They, they come to the Bible. They're, they're not 
chosen to be saved, so they remain in their sins. And, and that's why Jesus says to them, when they come to the door in the day of judgment, depart from me, ye workers of iniquity. I never knew you. There's no more salvation. Now the entry into the city that the gates once um, provided, and, and God, uh, as it were, um, swung the gates, all 12 gates, the fullness of the gates, wide open, especially during the little season of the Great Tribulation, and he had his people proclaim to all the world, Seek the Lord while he may be found. It's time, the appointed day of judgment. So the time has come to repent, to turn to God, to cry out for mercy. It it may be, since God is saving a great multitude, that he'll bring you into his holy city through the gates. We directed people, go to the Bible. Go to the Bible. There, if it's according to the will of God, if you're one of his elect, Read and pray and beseech him, and maybe, just maybe, he would bring you into the city. Well, all that's changed. All that's changed. The door, singular, is shut. So are the doors. So are the doors. Now, now, thinking about that verse again in Isaiah 26, when the believers enter in, it, it says in Isaiah 26, Come, my people, in verse 20, Enter thou into thy chambers, and shut thy doors about thee. Hide thyself, as it were, for a little moment. What are the doors? The Word of God, the Bible. And how can believers shut the doors? Of course, God shut his people in. But believers are participating in the day of judgment. Christ comes with ten thousands of his saints, the completeness of all those he has saved, and we judge the world with him. Know ye not? The saints will judge the world. How? Well, God shut the door, but we proclaim the door is shut. We go to Isaiah, or Revelation, or Ezekiel, or Matthew 24, or Mark 13, or Luke 21, and and Jeremiah 50 or 51, and here and there, and uh, here a little, there a little, we go to the gates of the Bible, to the entry points of the Word of God, and we show people, no, see the verses are in agreement, the Bible's harmonizing as one, the door who is Christ, has been shut, and therefore all the gates of the city, all the doors that the Bible once opened up are closed, and God's people are involved in the judgment process as we share these things and, and share the Bible's information from these portals that are found in all of Scripture. Thanks for joining us for eBible Fellowship's Evening Bible Studies. You can hear these studies Monday through Friday over PalTalk, Skype, eBible Fellowship's webcast audio, or over your phone. 
For more information or to hear other studies, visit www.ebiblefellowship.com. Until our next study, may the Lord's perfect will be done.